0: i'm ac brown and you're listening to is my aura on straight a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning each week we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life love and business with topics ranging from spiritual self-development human design astrology metaphysics and everything in between this episode is sponsored by the school of betty the school of betty is a platform that empowers women plus through transformational money healing to create better relationships with their money time, and energy so they can lessen stress, build financial freedom, and design a badass life they love. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight. I am your host, A.C. Brown. I am your psychic channel, voice of truth, spiritual guide, and teacher. And I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Is My Aura On Straight. And this episode is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. It will probably be a two or three part series. We will see. (laughs) But... The reason why I wanted to do this episode for so long, I have been in the human design realm for 10 years plus now, and I've learned a lot. And if you listened to the last episode, you know that I am coming out with a book with my co-author Asha. And she'll be on the podcast in a couple of episodes later on. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the book. But our book is geared towards Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color for human design. So it's an introductory book for human design. We break down the parts of human design and we talk about it from a lens of Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color lens. And we dissect it and all of that. It's a great book. Not going to release the title yet. The foreword's going to be by Karen Curry Parker. Karen was on the last um, episode. And I'm really excited about the book because when I came into the human design space back in 2010, there was no one that looked like me at all. And it was very sad for me because I was getting it of what people were saying, but it wasn't quite landing for me just due to the fact that other people's experience, non-BIPOC experience is different from mine. So that's why I got really deep into the system along with me being psychic, a medium and all of that other stuff that enhanced my knowledge in the system. But it was really important for me to have a voice in this system and to approach it from how I knew how to do that. And so this book is going to be about that. I would ex- advise everyone to pick up the book so you can have an understanding from my lens, from a black and brown lens, an indigenous lens, a people of color lens about the system. So it's gonna be a really great book. I'm excited about it. I can't wait for you all to get it. That's one of many <laughs> that I'm doing. I'll just I'll just put that out there. So this episode, like I said, it might be a few parts and things I really wish I'd done when I first learned about human design. And everyone wants to fall down a rabbit hole because human design is magical. It's like, oh my gosh, what is this system? This is my life. This is amazing. All of that stuff. However... We can get overwhelmed with all of the parts of it. And right now I'm in the midst of doing my informed practitioner training, which I am training people in human design and in astrology and metaphysics and spiritual gifting kind of thing. We're spending many months together to do a training program and they will be practitioners under Me And they also have stuff in their own business. But through my teaching the system now and doing it the way that I taught myself the system, it's been very informative. And for those of you who don't want to be human design practitioners, but who want to just learn about yourself, I wanted to do this series so you can approach it from a way that is easy so you don't get overwhelmed. So I'll start with the parts of the system. There's three things that I would have focused on when I learned about human design instead of overwhelming myself and trying to learn everything. But that all worked out because here I am. 10 plus years later because this is the work that I was supposed to do yada yada whatever but if this is your like oh I just learned about human design or I learned about my aura type last month or last year and I never really got into it I will tell you this now human design is going to be extremely important going forward because as I've said on this podcast and way earlier episodes that your natal chart is amazing and I love astrology and like astrology is my thing. That's my first love. If your natal chart is a finished piece of Ikea furniture, human design is a little instruction booklet. You're going to have to use both if you want to maximize your soul's journey in this lifetime, point blank, period. So let's talk about some of the things that I wish I would have focused on when I first learned about human design. So right now, just in this first part of the series, I would say I would have focused on my profile, my strategy and authority, and my definition. Like hands down, I wouldn't have worried about my centers. I wouldn't have worried about gates. I wouldn't have worried about planets. I wouldn't have worried about my incarnation cross. I would have focused on those three things, and here's why. Definition first, profile second, strategy, and authority would be last. So when we talk about human design and its origins, which you will you know, learn in my book coming out, and if you've been studying human design for a long time or have taken a deep dive into it, when human design was first downloaded by RAW, There were no aura types, okay? How Rod differentiated chart was through definition. And through my study, through writing the book, just learning and all these years, I can see why. (laughs) And some people like to say this and I like to say this as well. Your definition is how your centers communicate with each other it's how the energies within your chart communicate with each other. And everybody has a different definition. There are five different definitions. And your definition, in my opinion, plays a huge role into a lot of things, into the way you process. I like to think of it as a processing center, just like a computer There's several different processors, or maybe there's one or two, et cetera, but it's how you process things. And so I would definitely, definitely, definitely focus on my definition first. So let's talk about each of the definitions and make sure you know what your definition is because that's important for this. So there's no definition, there's single definition, there's split definition, there's triple split and quadruple split. So if you have no definition, welcome to the party, you're a reflector. Reflectors don't have any definition because they have a completely open chart. And when you have no definition, you are here to take pieces and sample of different energies around you and reflect that energy as you go along. You are here to amplify energy. You are here to release energy as you see fit, etc. Having no definition is, in my opinion, really amazing. It just depends on who you surround yourself with, for my reflectors. It's important for you to not rush through making decisions. It's important for you to take as long as you need to process information, to process other people's expectations, to process your own expectations. If you don't want to merge your energy with anyone else, make that choice to not do so. And you might see this as a non-definition of reflective person on the internet. You're here to be adaptable and all of that stuff. Yes and no. I believe that you can be adaptable with boundaries, that you can set yourself up to have proper boundaries so that you are taking in information and giving information the way you see fit. It's not a free-for-all on your energy. So I always tell reflectors, be very mindful of who you're around, pay attention to your surroundings, pay attention to how people communicate with you, pay attention to how you communicate with people. It is really important for you to do so. The next is single definition. Okay, single definition people, listen. (laughs) Single definition means that you have a single flow of connectivity if you want to say to centers so you have a single connection that helps you process information extremely quickly you have if you are aligned and even if you're not aligned and I'm going to explain a little bit of that you have a internal processing system that you do not need anyone else to help you process or connect the dots, okay? Unfortunately, many single-definition people find themselves getting caught up into looking to others to help them process information because they don't trust themselves. That's point blank, And I can say that as a single definition person, anytime that I've looked outside of myself to help me process information or get an answer outside of my authority is because I didn't trust myself. So for single definition people, the biggest thing that you can do is learn how to trust yourself, is learn how to process information according to your intuition, how you feel through your authority if you're emotional, accept all of that stuff and to get used to relying solely on your internal compass. It's going to sound messed up what I'm about to say, but in a way it's true. The single definition person does not need anyone to assist them in making a decision. You have to learn how to honor and value your own process. The more that you don't rely on your own process, the more confused you will be in life. I'm speaking from experience. And I'm not saying that you can't get opinions from people or get um, advice from friends. But the final decision or the final processing of what you're doing needs to be on your own. It needs to be an internal thing. This, When it comes to relationships, you'll hear myself make jokes. You might hear other people make jokes. Single definition people, they don't need relationships, and that's wrong. For a single definition person, a relationship is a want, not a need, and romantic or platonic. So for single definition people, relationships are wants, not needs, and that is because we are are able to process information on our own. It is an internal thing. It is when we trust ourselves, when we think within ourselves, all of that. Okay. So, you know, you'll hear me joke like, oh, you're a single definition person. You don't need to be in this relationship if you don't want to. It is true because relationships are there to have companionship, all of that stuff. Yes, we all need that. But in the grand scheme of things, thinking about it from a human design standpoint and processing day-to-day things, you really don't have to have relationship. But if it is a desire, like most of us want companionship, want love, want friendship, then you can do so. But it's truly about you wanting that in your life as a single-definition person. As a split definition person, so the split definition person means that you have a definition or uh, defined centers have a split between them. So your energies don't connect to each other, they have two processing systems. So what that means is that you process information with someone else or through someone else's energy. A few of my human design colleague friends, you know, they'll laugh and say, oh, you know, when we're talking about relationships and stuff like, oh, this person's a split definition. They need a relationship. So this is good. It is, in essence, true. The split definition person actually does need relationships because in order for them to process information, they need someone else to help them process that information or be an energetic exchange to that information. They need someone to help them build the bridge of process of connection. So that's why single definition people, they are best partner. They are best in long-term relationships. They're best with long-term friend circles, etc. because they need, they have to have that connection. They don't need to necessarily rely on it, but it's a nice connection to have the right people compliment you in that way so with split definition people I always tell them and this is just a tip if you're a split definition person it is really important for them to have people who they can trust to share their hopes dreams desires with they need the right energetic companions both platonic and romantic, to help them filter information, to help them process information. They work very well with others because it's a give and take. What I will say for split definition people, when you find that that energetic output, that relationship that you're building with someone is not beneficial to you, let it go. Don't hold on to it because it's not doing you any good for that relationship and that's just because the split definition needs a really clean flow of energy between it it needs something really nice something really i don't everything is not easy but they do need ease they need ease in communicating with others they need partners who understand them and who they can understand because it's imperative for them to have that flow of energy to help them connect the dots to certain things, to certain feelings. I always say split definition people, or this is for, especially, well, let me backtrack single definition people, because you don't necessarily need anyone. I would say the number one person, if you don't have a spouse or a best friend is to get a therapist because the therapist is going to help you as a single definition person, filter through information. Well, I advise a the therapist for everyone, but split definition people, if you don't have people around you who you feel that the energy is, that it doesn't feel good. Look to a counselor, a therapist, a coach, someone who you can go back and forth with. And like I said, this is not saying that you can't be by yourself. It's just saying that you're going to naturally want to be around people who can ignite collaboration, who can ignite partnership, who can ignite conversation with you so you can feel good about how you're processing information on a day-to-day basis, okay? Next, we have triple split. So triple split is interesting. Okay. Triple split um, definition means that you have three areas that are defined, but they're not necessarily connected to each other. So almost that you have three processing centers in you. However, how you process information is going to be through multiple bridges. So like the the split is through one bridge, you're gonna need multiple bridges. So it's good for you to be around many people or to have a tight circle of people that you go to or that you are that you can sample from. So maybe you have a group of friends where one person gives you relationship advice, one person gives you business advice, one person gives you career advice, One person does that. Like your bridges need to serve multiple purposes. It can't be one person doing the job for you, unfortunately. So you need a really eclectic group of energies around you. I I noticed that triple split people also have a huge variety of friends from all walks of life. That is good for them because you need... Different experiences, different perspectives, different ways to connect with people, different ways to communicate with people, because that's how you process information. Processing information by yourself is really not a good thing as a triple split person. You will wind up making yourself very, very scattered. You'll wind up making yourself, you'll, you'll be like anxious impatient all the time um that is going to definitely be a huge um problem for a triple split is not having anyone around but most importantly you need the right people around and last but not least we have the quad split quad split people (laughs) there you're few and far between I, i think there's there's not a lot of quad splits It's less than 1% of the population is a quad split. Nothing wrong with that. Don't want to categorize. But the quad split person is someone who has a lot of um, consistent energy. They'll either have all of their centers defined, or I think up to seven or eight. Um, And They're not going to be connected to each other. So of course, quad means four. So they have four processing um, centers in them. And so for the quad split person, it means that they are doing a lot by themselves. They are going off. I like to say the quad split goes off and thinks about it and comes back. So they have to do things separately. So it's in a way sort of like the single split, but different. The single split can sit in their house and do things by themselves and internally process. The quad split is going to need to go off and separate themselves from the world, from, the, from outside energies, or go to places that they are unfamiliar with. I like to tell quad splits they do their best thinking when they're on vacation by themselves or if they try a new um, coffee shop or something like that. The quad split person does not and shall not and does not need to let people pressure them when it comes to making decisions because that is a no-go for them. So those are the splits (laughs) and... That's the first thing I would do as I learned about human design. First would be my definition. Second would be my profile. And third would be my strategy and authority. I'm going to do another part on profile and then on strategy and authority. But the definition is the most important. And it's just really important to help distinguishing how you process information and how you process those things. And your definition is what is making you who you are as a reflector, manifesting generator, generator, manifester, projector, all of that stuff. Another thing besides definition that I would do or I would have done when I first learned about human design, and even though I'm doing this in parts, I would have really sat with my strategy as a projector, I'm here to wait for the invitation. If you're a manifestor, you're here to inform. If you're a manifesting generator or generator, you're here to respond. If you're a reflector, you're here to wait 28 days. I would have really sat with what that meant for me. What does waiting for the invitation mean? What does responding mean? What does informing mean? What does going through a moon cycle mean? I would have sat down and looked at my strategy and went back through my life, which I winded up doing anyway, and see where everything that I got invited to, and how it worked out, and what happened when I didn't accept the invitation, et cetera, for the generator family. When did I respond to something? When did I try to force things? For the manifester, when did I not inform people when I could have done that? When For reflectors, when did I didn't wait a long time to make a decision where I was rushed into something? I would have gone back and looked at that because I would have, and I'm saying you too, would be able to see how it worked. Because I think what happens when you come into human design, that's the first thing. What does this mean and how does it work? And human design is about an embodiment. It is about you being, not necessarily doing. And so looking back at your life as being a projector, as being a reflector, being a manifesting generator, generator, manifester, you could see how it already worked. The proof would have been there because many times when it comes to these metaphysical spiritual tools human design, astrology, you'll hear people say, oh, it doesn't work. And it's just like, are you sure? (laughs) You know what I mean? Are you just saying that it doesn't work because you haven't done the research? And I'm a big component of doing your own research, being your own case study based off of your life, where you are now and looking back five years, 10 years, the proof is in the pudding. It's in your charts. It's in all of that it's in your higher self. Know, like Everything is already there. Your soul knows. So it's really going back and doing some research and dissecting who you are, why you are, where you are, and how you can move forward properly. So for those of you are not necessarily just new to human design, but who are trying to go deeper within it, let's spend these next couple of episodes talking about where you start and how you really gather this information because human design is not going anywhere and it's helpful along with astrology. These things can help you propel your life, help you complete your soul's mission here. So look at your definition and then go to your strategy. If you are a projector, go write down all of the invitations that you accepted in the past five years. How did they work out? The ones that you didn't accept, how did you feel? In the generator family, go back and write down all of the things that you responded to. What felt good, what didn't feel good. For my pure generators, what are the things that you responded to that you're still in and that you don't know how to get out of now? That's a big thing. For generators, pure generators, You don't know you want or like something until you're in it. So some of you might be in things right now that you responded to two years ago that you're like, oh, I don't like this. Think about that. For my manifestors, where have you informed? Where did it work out? Where do you feel that you're not informing? Where do you feel that your voice is not heard? The proof is in the pudding. Do the research, research your life. Reflectors, where did you get pressured into doing stuff? That you should have waited. If you would have waited another thirty days, you would have probably said no. All of that stuff. So do that and start creating your own curriculum of of yourself. Um, it's helpful. And then, of course, get a reading if you can, work with a coach who knows about human design. That's super important for your life, for your business, all of that stuff. It, it does help. Um, that's why I did my informed practitioner training to train people and to help them build this in their business. Because this can be used in any business. This could be used in if I would have had this information out of college at the beginning of my corporate career, I would be the CEO somewhere. Like, hands down. I will be the CEO somewhere. So it doesn't have to mean that you're a business owner using this information. If you are in the corporate world and you were just trying to move and finagle through the corporate system, human design is going to help. If you're an organization, I work with tons of organizations, tons of small businesses, holler at me to help you communicate with your teams. It's good for hiring. All of that stuff. If you're an HR and it's, it's human design is not going anywhere. It's going to help us be better and help you maximize your potential in everything that you do. So get, get on, get on the bus or, you know, get off of it. So that is the first part. Well, I probably wound up doing two or three parts of this. Don't hesitate to reach out if you have questions or if you want to work with me, um, I'm always here for that. But start studying yourself, if more important. Um, Human design is a key part of our future. Spirituality, spiritual self-development, all of that is a huge part. Well, thank you all for joining me for another episode of Is My Aura on Straight. Make sure you have a great day filled with good vibes and great energy. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura on Straight. This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.